1: Hello, I'm Johnny Owen and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they force players from a different era into a 4-3-3 or will they keep it simple with a 4-4-2? We'll find out very shortly. Our guest today is a multi-talented actor, comedian, author, poet and DJ. He rose to national fame in the brilliant Red Dwarf series. He's also the presenter of the Cult Robot Wars series and is now rocking the decks as one of the best soul and funk DJs out there. It is, of course, the fantastic Craig Charles. Craig, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why?
3: My team is Liverpool, obviously. Uh, Liverpool born and bred, really. My brother sported Everton and um, I went
1: Liverpool and uh, I'm glad I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how many times we get this, where somebody has an older brother that supports one team and the younger brother uh, will often have sort of the attitude of going, I'm going to support somebody opposite to that team. Just to be be the brother, you know what I mean, which is uh, quite nice. Do you know what your um, earliest memories of football are, of, of going to Liverpool or attending a game? I think I was I was born in
3: 1964. My earliest true memory was uh, the the Liverpool Arsenal FA Cup final. You know Charlie George lying on the ground. Yeah. Yes. And there was a kid. I lived in um I lived in a, a housing estate called Cantrell Farm, and it was all s- split into little boroughs. And I lived in Barrons Hay, and there was a kid in Barrons Hay, who um, had a colour telly because we all had black and white. You know, yeah. rediffusion tech. 10 pence in the in the meter that kind of thing you had metered tellies you put 10 pence in and uh, and twist it the coin would drop and the telly would come on yeah and, uh, and you know what it, it always run out just before the, the big reveal <laughs> like yeah that. but um but this kid had a colored tv and everybody hated them anyway they were the posh kids on the block kind of thing They're, the only posh because his dad had a car you know but um but they had a, a colour telly and everyone was really nice to him that week so we would go around <laughs> to watch it. So he had a house crammed full of all the kids on the estate watching Liverpool get beat. Charlie George broke my heart.
4: Yes. And,
3: um, you know, and so that was my first true memory. And then um, Cancel Farm is, is, is a bit of a walk, but not that long a walk, not when you're dead young, um, to Melwood Training Ground. And ah, yeah, all autographed yeah. books to Melwood. And, um, and hang about. And I've got to, got to say, Kevin Keegan, who was the biggest star in the team, he always stopped. I think I've got about 15 Kevin Keegan autographs.
4: He started to recognise <laughs> you after about eight, I should imagine, didn't he, Craig?
3: Craig, how's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin,
1: Kevin Keegan knew my dad. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, and then, of course, um, then of course the big memory was the three nil against Newcastle in '74. Yeah, um, and I was just a ten and ten then. Um, so, yeah, they were great memories those That early Liverpool team. Yeah. Uh, Keegan was always my hero, and and then and when he went, I was broken hearted. But when he went, Darlie's joined oh, Unbelievable. And it took,
1: unbelievable. just it went somebody next better? Not a bad yeah, replacement. Yeah. it's amazing, really,
3: isn't it? <laughs> it is. It just went next level, and um and then. And then we, we just well we won everything didn't we? Me too. And I I thought I thought it was going to be like that forever. I thought Liverpool were going to be the best team in the world forever because <laughs> uh, you're that young and you, you know and, and all you know is success and victory and medals and, and winning the league and all that stuff. You think it's never going to end, and then it took us thirty years to win the championship again. And when we did win, none of us could go.
2: Oh, I know. It was yeah. just
3: a nightmare.
4: Be, at least you probably right, rubbed yes. your brother's nose in it while you could when you were little. That's the important thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was. I was. I, I used to live up uh, down south, uh, a place called Old Berseldon by Southampton, and I used to drink in this little pub called the Jolly Roger, and um, and uh, Jimmy Case walked in w- one day, and I became because he lives round there, and I became really friendly with Jimmy Case, and we'd, we'd snip out for a few st- sniffers in the afternoon, and. Um, and one of my big memories was, I think it must have been, I must have been, well, it was anyway, it was when soonest was playing for Middlesbrough and Jimmy was playing for us. And they got into a Barney in the middle of the pitch. Soonis had him by the neck, held him on the ground. And I asked him what that, what that was about. And he said he gave him a sneaky elbow in the chin. He soonest saw red. And uh, he was just telling me all the stories. Um Football shaves an awful lot. That's all I can tell you.
4: Yes, yeah, I don't think Graham Sooness in particular would be making his way in the game just now, would he? <laughs> <It's> really, <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, different. It's times. really not for him.
1: Can you remember the first game, Liverpool game, you went to, Greg? Uh, that might have been.
3: Uh, that might have been it. Yeah, that, the, 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 the Middlesbrough game. Right. Um, and you know what? I got knocked out at that, and, and I got passed down by the crowd. No. And watched the second? and got, watched the second half on the touchline. I got passed over the crowd's heads because there was just this surge forward. And I was about the height of the... of You know, remember the, the crush barriers? Yeah. crush barriers were kind of head height to me. I just went bang right into oh. it. I just got knocked right out. And they... Um, and they passed me down, and I watched the second half uh, from the touchline. It was absolutely brilliant. Oh,
4: uh, nice. You, could, you try that trick yes, every time. Exactly, <laughs> best seat in the house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, I fainted again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and did, you, did you have a favourite player as a kid? Was was it Kevin Keegan? Kevin Keegan when I was a kid, definitely. Yeah. And then obviously Dalglish. Uh I liked Terry McDermott as well. I loved uh, uh, I loved Keegan and McDermott, You know, I did, did, uh, that team. I mean, Sammy Lee. I was I was in the scouts with Sammy. <laughs> so we all followed, we all followed sammy uh, a lot like we used to go camping with sammy and um and this is this is before he made it you know what i mean and yeah. um and, and um I used to look, he's fat, he's round, he bounces around the, the ground. ground.
1: Lee, <laughs> awesome song. There's a great photograph, Craig, I seen the other day that um, he's won uh, a major trophy. He might have even been a European Cup and he's invited five of his mates from the area of Liverpool where he's from into the dressing room. And there's these five yeah. lads in Sammy Lee and you yeah, just perfect. see he's a proper scouser, you know. He's got his mates uh-huh. in the dressing room. It's a beautiful photograph. And he's a beautiful man, Do you know. He's never
3: He never forgot his roots. No, He's always been... Um, He's always been Liverpool through
4: and through, you know. Did you um... share the field of play with him, Craig, when you was a kid? There, were you, you handy yourself? Well, you, you call it a field of play, but it was like a campsite in Arthurs, <laughs> <to,
3: laughs> over tent pegs and 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 tent poles and stuff like that. And try to, and we're all wearing camping boots, all of us trying to kick this to have him. <laughs> <laughs> no he's so tough. <laughs> he, he played he, he played in campsites, man, with, with with scouts trying to nick the ball off him, all wearing hiking boots. Brilliant. And um and oh, they were great days actually, but you could you could see because we all fancied ourselves as decent footballers growing up, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um you could see he was just a level above, you know, and you you could just tell he was going to make it. He doesn't look like your classic footballer, do you know what I mean? No. Because he's tiny.
1: Low centre of gravity. What? A bit like Maradona, they said, didn't they? You know, yeah. Similar thing. <laughs>
4: Craig, what were your match day rituals when you were sort of first going to football? And I'm going to assume they've changed a bit now. What are they now?
3: Uh, well, t- to be honest, I I very rarely get to live games now, especially sure. obviously since COVID. But I very rarely get to live games now. I've got great memories of, like, you know, the whole cops screaming, uh, singing smeghead at me, which <laughs> I will take. to. <laughs> Just smeg head, smeg head. Uh, honestly, it was a tearful moment. <laughs> it was like
4: <laughs> never been so happy to be insulted in all your life.
1: <laughs> we, we we were cop, we were cop eight, Craig. Is that where you went, or you an Annie Road boy? Which was your part of the ground you went to? I was the, I was the cop, mate. I was Weird. the cop.
3: I was scared of the Annie Road end, to be honest. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> well, well, the Annie Road end was next to the away supporters as well. And if it was, and when I was going to football. Um, to be fair, there was a fair about hooliganism going on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, and and there was always fights breaking out over that end. Yeah. So I, I did like the the idea of being in the cop. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea. You know, I love the, I love the fashion. You know, I think I think Liverpool invented that football casual fashion. as I agree. Well because
1: the casual it was definitely Liverpool. I I I think it started.
3: It's because we got to go to because back in the day, it was only the winners of the of the league that actually got to go and play in Europe. That's right. So we. So we'd go and we'd bring back trim trams and yeah. all these like you know all this sort of all these clothes from from abroad and stuff like that and we really did kick off that whole that whole football casual yeah. um, look and uh and
1: so I haircut, got in there. that Liverpool haircut the, the Bowie low cover with the, with the flick that sort of hung over one eye yes it was like but you see a thousand <laughs> lads with that haircut it was such a menace in had was yeah. the wedge and,
3: uh, oh the flick the wedge it was a wedge at the back and a flick at the front. Yeah, all all the bad boys in my school had haircuts like that, to tell you. And you had to walk with your head lopsided to, say, to keep uh, the, the hair out of the out of your eye, which is
4: which is intriguing because, of course, it's the look of a sort of late eighteenth century romantic poet, isn't yeah, it? But yeah. of course, they were the
1: tough guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of yeah, you'd assume they would be the ones that, you know, but it was the complete opposite. With really, yeah. I mean? No, you're right. Yeah, Everyone, pickers was... and pods
3: and stuff like that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, and pink pod. cords.
4: Wow, I yeah, remember that Pod, yeah. Pod shows Wow,
1: kickers and pods. And, yeah, and, and Clark's. I, I was I was told as a kid to wear Clark's, and you were annoyed about it. And then you went to Liverpool, and all the cool kids had Clark's on. So He went old back to I was going, "Yeah, yeah. Can I have a pair of Clark's, please." And my old mum was like, "I tried for years to get you in there." <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, all the Oasis crowd brought them back in the yeah. early nineties. Yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they are always in in Clark's. Yeah, Liverpool had a different kind of fashion going on. It was like it's like it was like a different part of the world. I mean, at one stage, all the girls wore kilts.
1: Right, yeah. Right, yeah. and
3: I, And it was, like the, it was on the news that like Liverpool's got this fashion where all the girls wear kilts and all the guys wear, I've got a flick and a wedge, and um, and it made it, it made it onto the news. Wow. What's going on in Liverpool?
1: Well, wow. They had those really um, unique shops, Wade's. I think was their shop, wasn't it, Wade's, where you could get trainers and certain clothes. And so the guy that ran that said, I used to go to Europe because the, you know, there was so many kids after it in Liverpool to bring back the clobber and the trainers they want yeah. to wear. Amazing yeah. stories, really.
3: That's it. I mean, it's, it was a lot of Italian stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think I think you know the Italian ultras and because we it, it was a it was a very hooligan based sort of time yeah. as well. And I think a lot of the Liverpool lads hooked up with the Italian ultras once they'd stopped kicking each other's heads in. <laughs> and... Uh, and and they'd send each other um, packages of like you know T-shirts and uh, light uh, summer jackets and stuff like that. Have
1: you got a favourite piece of memorabilia, Craig? Have you got something like that, or a scarf, or something that's that's uh, important to you? I've
3: got I've got a replica um, a UEFA uh, medal uh, signed by Stevie G Ooh. for me. Oh, nice. Um. Nice. um I, I, but, I, you know, seeing as I'm only talking to you guys, I do lie sometimes and tell
1: people it's the real thing. You know, but. <laughs> we won't say anything. <laughs> but yeah, such, not, such, a, one. such an important player to, to you as Liverpool fans, Stevie Gerrard, because, again, a local boy and all the rest of it, and kind of dragged you through periods where, like you're saying, Liverpool wasn't the team that it once was, but stayed with you, did yeah.
3: he? he? He certainly did, and... Um, and what an ambassador for us. Uh I'm sure one day he'll come back and manage us. He's getting I don't agree with him going to Rangers, like you know what I mean? But like
4: uh, <laughs> He's learning his trade, Craig. No, I know yeah.
3: All right, but like you know, um <laughs> but he's gotta learn his trade somewhere. So and soon S went to Rangers as well, didn't he? So yeah. you know I wish he'd gone to Celtic, like, but I don't want to stop <laughs> tearing Argument on the radio now. I'm
4: not. I'm not having a Liverpool man arguing about the subtle nuances of less, of really, really successful and quite successful. That's not. (laughs) That that hurts me, especially because of Steven Gerrard and West Ham in the FA Cup final. I'm taking none of this off of you, Charles. Trust
1: me. That volley, that
3: volley! Oh, do
2: <laughs> Oh,
1: dude. that was like a dagger through his heart. Then Craig, he sat next to me.
3: <laughs> that volley! He hit that so hard, and remember, it just stayed at the same height. I've never seen a goal like it. Oh my God! That I was, I was doing a bit for Sky on that day, and um, oh man, that, that was just. Oof. Sorry, Mark.
1: I've got to say, Craig, as well, as a Welshman, so many Liverpudlians come on to me and say they miss Cardiff as a place to go for finals, because yeah, they used to stay all weekend, didn't they, the Scousers, and love it in the city, you know, from Friday to Monday. Sometimes for a week they'd come down.
3: I went swimming in the ornamental pool. Uh, the, you know, there's a fountain. What's that hotel? It's got a fountain. It begins with sea, the hotel. Oh, the copthorn,
1: f- is it? I'm trying to think where it was. The copthorn. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Got- yeah.
3: Uh, I had had like an ornamental I was swimming in that After that game Uh, I used to love And we had a great record Yeah you did yeah Do you know what I mean I I mean the Michael Owen Final against Arsenal I I brought uh, A mate of mine uh, To that game He's an Arsenal fan And and when When Michael came alive And scored those those two. I mean, I don't know how we won that game. I mean, Jamie Carragher knocking the ball around the side of the net with his elbow. It was. We wouldn't never have won that game if VAR had been around. Put it that way. <laughs>
4: too late now. It's, it's all too late for the likes of me. Right. You. you you're back. I mean, it's 30 years of her. I'll give you that one, Craig. You, your brother's been out to look at you and laugh for a bit, but you're okay <laughs> now. So who's your favourite player in this current superb Liverpool team?
1: At the moment, Jota.
4: At the moment,
3: oh, yeah. that's
1: interesting. Yeah, he's it, been fantastic. He really, like, what a start! Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: And, oh, if he carries on the way he started, man, he is going to be a legend on Merseyside. side. Um, but the front three, uh, I, I've always been brilliant. Um, it's a proper team. Even Jordan Henderson, I love. Do you know what I mean? I love him for his work rate and his and his like and his, his solidity. You know, and um, and Salah and Mane are just. They're just awesome. I wish Bobby would score a bit more, but like um you can't have everything.
1: Can't you know. have, he's got those teeth exactly. teeth now as well, you know what I mean? So he's uh <laughs> I like the way Klopp said the other day, he said, I seen Bobby's you know, his German arc, I seen his Bobby's teeth and I wanted a, I wanted a set to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's his problem. The defenders can see him coming. He's <laughs> like cat size, isn't he? <laughs> The night game, you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Wow. i gotta ask you, Craig, what's your favourite ever Liverpool kit? Because there's been some beauties, haven't there? Yeah, I like the White Away kit. Um, <sighs> ah. I, I do
3: like that one. Uh, I wear it when I'm DJing sometimes. It's, it's it's nice and bright and shiny, so it works well for DJing. The 70s you know one, I mean? sort
1: of the retro one or, or modern one? Uh,
3: I, 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 I kind of go, I prefer retro. To yeah, be yeah.
1: Uh, that, the one uh, they wore in the late we, 70s and went for the awake, it was it was a beautiful black shorts wasn't it white top red uh, red collar uh, wasn't it
3: that's it that that is such a cool top now uh, are there places that sell those replica kits
1: yeah i mean i, I there's an whole industry on, on 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 online on the yes. internet it's like there's obviously the shops that sell specifically retro stuff yeah. but there's actually a whole load of people that try to collect the originals and be, they are the holy grail be very careful Craig. <laughs> be,
4: don't before you enter that dark world Make sure you yeah. go with plenty of money because you're going to come out with none of it.
1: <laughs> as you can imagine, as well, Liverpool stuff is highly prized because obviously the you know the size of the club and all the rest. of It, but I I, yeah. I do know that some of those there's 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 blokes who go around literally and their life, livelihood is collecting old uh, retro tops and selling them on.
4: Oh yeah, and and sort of like box fresh like old like trainers, yeah. you know, still in the cellophane. Yeah. Oh dear, listen. Now you mentioned actually, to, let, let's briefly sojourn onto this. You mentioned obviously the fact that you're out DJing It's such a big part of your of your current. Life, this. So, are you loving the DJ? And, and and I guess the whole thing about putting together a compilation album, proper labour, of love that, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's because it, it it's funk and soul as well, and, and a lot. See, I, I, my radio shows are, are all based or grounded in the golden era of black American music, you know. But it's mainly the European and worldwide response to that music of the 60s and 70s. So it's not a history lesson, these compilations I put together. The kind of, um, on this new one, Trunk of Funk Volume One, there's about five older tunes, sort of Miriam McCabe and Patrice Russian, Forget Me Nots, and stuff like that, PP um, Arnold, Medicated Goo. But, um, the rest of it is all 21st century by bands that are recording now um touring now well you know will be again we hope um so it's not it's not a history lesson uh, what i try what i try and do is because there's so much media now there's so much stuff getting thrown at you a lot of stuff uh just flies under the radar and, and gets missed so i try and find songs that i think should have been smash stone cold killer hits yeah. and um and and put them on so there's about there's about 15 tunes on that um on that on the new LP that um, that you won't have heard of, but you should have, because they're all, they're, honestly, the they're Stone Cold Killers. And then there's about five tunes on it that I think you don't hear on the radio enough, because a, a lot of radio stations are quite lazy. Do you know what I mean? And they'll, they'll, you know, if if you're playing a Stevie tune, they'll have about five famous Stevie tunes in their core, and they'll never dig deeper. I like to dig deeper and find stuff that like um that um that the reason it wasn't a hit was not because it wasn't any good, it was because it just flew under the radar. I
4: should just just clarify here, he means wonder and not Gerard when he says... Stevie Stevie Gerard's recording career I don't think existed.
1: Exactly, uh, yeah. It's funny actually, Craig, because I did... um, I'm a big fan of the show and everything you do uh, but it's quite interesting we have some great people on best 11 this segment of the show but there was a lot of excitement amongst my mates when I said you were coming on who are massive fans of the show did you ever imagine that you doing this stuff and putting the compilations together would be as popular as, as it is?
3: No, not really, I didn't, to be honest um, When I first started out on Six Music I, I would have got a bigger audience If I just uh, put the CD on in my car And drove around London with my window wound down <laughs> Yeah <laughs> You know, and it's, it's It's nearly 20 years now So yeah. I've been doing it 18, 18 years And it's just steadily grown and nice, grown yeah. but The thing about it is, it, is it's, I play funk and soul yeah. And um, And it, it's a, it's a genre that encompasses so much and and such a wide ranging age group, a big demographic. You know, you you come to my gigs and there's a lot of eighteen year olds, twenty year olds, and there's fifty and sixty year olds as well, and they're all they're all going for it. Funk and soul is one of those things where I mean, you can be into death metal, but you've still got three favourite soul tunes. So
1: transcends, the, doesn't it? That music. Yeah. So it does. It's everybody's got a favorite soul record, like you said. And uh, my daughter yeah. is is twenty three, and she's a soul funk fanatic. You know, and finding yeah. finding stuff like, like you said. new stuff and yeah. the sixties, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which
4: is as you say, because it's so it's out there, Craig. But it's, thanks very much for finding it for us and putting yes. it all in one place. That's very very kind of you. Um, <laughs> can I ask I've... you best team that isn't yours, please, Craig? Oh, City. I suppose the
3: City of like, the City of two seasons ago. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, that season, that season where you were neck and neck was extraordinary. uh, When were either literally uh, uh, one draw was was the difference in the last sort of fifteen games between the two teams. There was no room for error. Was there? It was an extraordinary finish to a a title, wasn't it? Title race. It was the way
3: it should be. You know, it was. You know, I love it. I loved it when City um, claimed it on the last day of the season. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, uh, man, you didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, the game against the game against QPR. I noticed you mentioned Celtic as well. You got a soft spot for Celtic, Craig. You said.
3: Yeah, I love, I love a bit of Celtic. I've got a lot of family in Glasgow, and they're all mad Celtic fans. They took me to uh, one of those uh, um, derbies, uh, and uh, we, we, we all started off in a pub called the Brazen Head. Yeah. And I had a, a few libations in the, and then we got into the, back of the van, and they all started banging the van. And then we got into the ground and no one watched the football. They just screamed dog's abuse at the other side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is an extraordinary experience, that derby, isn't it? It's nothing like it. It
3: is. It's. It, I mean, I thought you could never replicate the, the vibe at Anfield on a European night. Um, Celtic Rangers is next level stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just Wow. And um, and then we, all, then we all went back to the pub. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. I like to think you did. Yes. Yeah. Got rid of all this energy. Get, get out yeah, of the system and then go back to the pub. Anyway, like where per- was perfect, we? Yeah, perfect, yeah, I like uh, that, right?
4: This is the Best Eleven podcast from Talk Sport.
0: And Airbnb, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: This is the Best Eleven podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. Right, Craig, it's the old word. Okay, it's easy for you to put together your funk and soul compilations, but can you put together a Best Eleven? Oh, oh
3: oh no you're not doing this to me um (laughs) you can have a bench if you you,
1: you leave a few out and you feel bad you can have a bit of a bench with you that's a lot of because liverpool is such a tough i always think liverpool man united fans is so tough because there's there's four players sometimes for every position do you mean so good luck with that man off you
4: go
1: (laughs) can i I pick joey jones yes (laughs) joey i love joey (laughs)
4: I'm, I'm sticking him straight in, <laughs> in your bat four.
1: <laughs> yeah. Probably proper North Whelian lad, but a Liverpool fan all his life. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah.
4: I mean, I, 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 see, you, you,
3: you, you've got to have Arnold, but then so you've got to have Robinson, you've got to have those two as fullbacks. but then we've had so many good fullbacks.
1: backs oh, Phil Neal, you know, four European caps. I think Phil Neal was unbelievable.
3: Oh. <laughs> and, you know, you've got... You have got Sooners, but you've also got McDermott. You've also got. I used to love Steve McMahon. Oh, yeah. Steve McMahon. I mean, you've just got. It's. I think it's too hard. I'm not. I, 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 I know you want me to play this game, but I'm not going to play it.
4: Hold <laughs> on, oh, no, no, I'm putting. Okay, I'm put McMahon as your destroyer.
1: Yeah. So yeah, is um, it in goals, are you going Clemens in goals? Yeah, definitely. I go Clemens in goals. Clemens in goals. There we go. We can we can, we can organize this. We're
4: going to put. We're going to. We're yeah. going to. Joey Joe. You're setting a half pairing. Let's try that. That's such a half well you've got to have Van Dyke in there
3: okay. there you
1: go Joey Jones and Van Dyke. that's a strong centre half pairing. that's pretty well, good too. and it's full back he's gone Did you, say you said you went Robertson did you say you go Robertson yeah
3: Robertson, Robertson on the Robertson 11 Terence Trent and, Darby uh, on
1: the right Alexander. there we go that's it. Is his back four it's a decent yeah. back four and then in midfield he's gone McMahon and then McDermott and Soonis. that's Ooh, yeah. pretty decent isn't it yeah
3: that looks all right, doesn't it? You're doing all right you know. Right here, so, so you've
4: got three... The problems go. you've got now, here's your three men up top. So your three men up top... Liverpool you... have always struggled oh, I
1: mean, for strikers. strikers. You I mean, no no I mean you've you only got Dalgleish, Kevin Keegan, Robbie Ian Fowler. Rush, Robbie Fowler. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fowler, you've got um, you've got Daglish. Um Man, this is too hard. <laughs> and you've got Salah. Yeah. Um, oh. uh, Oxo-Chamberlain. My daughter just shouted Oxlade-Chamberlain
1: because she fancies him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting to need the Ox is in. Ox is in then. On, the Ox t- is in, you've got two places. you got two places left. I've got to go Keegan because he was my hero. Yeah. Yeah. Keegan. Oh, so. yeah. One and space Doug. left. Daglish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And that, like, obviously do you know what? Your bench could be strong. Like you said, you got Salah, Rush... Fowler, yeah. that's a pretty decent bench <laughs> the isn't it?
4: 37 man But bench here's you the got? most
1: difficult question For Liverpool fans I always think I'm... Who's your manager? Yeah. Jürgen Shankly
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's cheating <laughs> That's brilliant Greg Chelsea has remixed the manager
1: That's great, that's got to go in Jürgen <laughs> Shankly, that's genius Greg mate. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. That's fantastic, Craig. Absolutely
4: fantastic.
1: Craig, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with everything and we will keep listening.
3: Cheers, guys. See you later.
1: The Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to The Best 11 podcast. Don't forget, we've got new episodes out every Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very
2: soon.